We spoke about the issue of having a non-Jew do things for a Jew on Shabbos, and we have to avoid that he's actually doing it for you on Shabbos. If it fits into their workflow better to do it on Shabbos, that's not your issue. But if you're demanding it, or even if you don't demand it, they are specifically doing it for you to enjoy on Shabbos, that would be an issue. So not such a common example, but let's make believe you have uh, you had a simcha and a waiter goes and spills something on your shirt, on your jacket, on your blouse, whatever it might be, and he feels terribly guilty. Says, you know what? You know, I'll clean it for you. You know, why don't you just go to the bathroom, pass it out to me. I'll wash it off. He offered to do it. You didn't ask him to do it. The bottom line is he's doing it, number one, for you. He's doing it right now for you to use on Shabbos. That's a situation where a guy is doing something for you on Shabbos, and it is us, sir. You have to stop him from doing it. And even if he does do it, there would be a problem of benefiting from it. Now, benefiting from what a guy does has a certain leniency. And that is, it's only considered an isser of benefiting if you're going from zero to 100. Let me explain. If the room in your light is very dim and he comes in on his own, he didn't even ask him for it, he notices it's dim, he notices that all the lights are not on, and he turns on the lights for you. He's doing it for you. He's doing it for you specifically to enjoy now on Shabbos. That's a problem. He, he's doing malach for you to enjoy on Shabbos. Now, you're stuck. He already did it. What do you do? So, since there already was somewhat of a light in the room, can you really draw a line and say there was something I couldn't do before that now I could because of the added light? If it's really just better than it was before, then we do not prohibit the benefit. We do not forbid the hana, the extra hana that you're getting from the fact that it's extra light. However, if there's something that you could not have done before, let's say it was a very, very dim light before, which you could walk through the room without tripping and bumping into things, but you were unable to read. And now by him adding on this extra light, you're able to read. That reading is going from zero. You were unable to do it before, and now you're able to read. And that is considered a benefit that is usher to take from the guy when he did this for you on Shabbos. A leniency would be, again, let's say the room is uncomfortably hot. You're able to sit and eat in the room. You're able to spend time with your company in the room, but it's uncomfortably hot. A guy comes in and turns on the air conditioner without being asked. He's doing it for you. He's doing it for you to benefit and enjoy on Shabbos. It's not because it fits into his workflow. That becomes a problem. you got to stop him from doing it initially. And if he does do it, you cannot have benefit. The only thing is, there's no real clear benefit because anyway you were able to be in the room, it's just that it was uncomfortable. So therefore, again, you would be allowed to stay in the room and enjoy the comfortable air conditioning. Let's say a guy is supposed to deliver food for you on Friday, and it got late. And it's Friday night. We had this a story. It was a, there was a simcha around the corner where they were having a Shabbos Shabbat Brachas, and the delivery of all those delicious uh, miniature cakes for desserts, the desserts cakes, did not arrive on time. It came on Shabbos. Friday night, in the middle of the Shabbat Brachas, the truck pulled up, and these Goyim came to deliver the miniatures. Now, that's a problem, because now they're delivering it on Shabbos for you to enjoy and eat that food on Shabbos. And that becomes a problem where you would not be able to benefit and eat from it on Shabbos.
So the first thing we covered about the issue of non-Jewish involvement is, are they actually doing something for you, and specifically doing it for you on Shabbos, or they're doing it for their own thing, like their salary, like a regular delivery guy who's doing something that fits into their workflow, or they're dry, doing your shirts or dry cleaning, whatever it is, and they're doing it on Shabbos because it fits into the workflow. That was the first issue. Second issue is, if they are doing it for you, there's a problem of Hana. Now, the problem of Hana extends itself a little bit further, and that is, there's something called an Isra of Schar Shabbos. You're not allowed to gain benefit from things that are done on Shabbos. You can't get paid for something that was specifically on Shabbos. For example, you can't rent something to a guy specifically for Shabbos. If you have a hotel room and the check-in time would be on Shabbos itself and they're paying for Shabbos, that would be a problem. So that's called Schar Shabbos. If he's renting a car from you specifically on Shabbos, even if you work out everything else that it's not a problem, you can't take that money, that's Schar Shabbos. This is very common, but they get to babysitting and waitering on Shabbos, where no malach is being done, but the service being offered is going to be paid for for a service that's done on Shabbos. To avoid that, there's a concept of Havla, which we'll speak about in the next time.